Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Divisions coverage. My name is Jay Ballion. I'm joined by our regular panellist, Lewis Phillips. Hello. Gareth Price. Hi there. And Ryan Home Alone McKeevney. Hello. Lads, how are we? We're back from Christmas. How was your Christmas break? Hey, hi, yeah, happy Christmas. It feels like ages since we've been on the air. You just wish someone happy Christmas in March. <laughs> Gosh, yes, it is the first of March. What the time has gone since Christmas. We probably should probably should be in better shape. I don't know about you boys, but I ate way too many mince pies over the festive period. I'm still eating. <laughs> when was the last time we were on the air? It was what? It was August. Was the last time we we, we put a show out? I think so. We got to catch up on. We sort of teased some special uh, special shows afterwards, but I'm not ever sure we got around to them. So, uh, Neil Henderson, bit of a shout out to you. We might have you back on the pod if we can do at some point. As we move into the new year, then lads, uh, there's a new structure. Some of the uh, some of the bods over uh, Baffer have been busy. That's a bit of a wink to you, Lewis. And have been putting together a a, a a new set of divisions for us. Um, some of us, like Gareth, were lucky enough to be promoted last year after a bit of a review. So we have a bit of Sharks. yeah. We should sorry, yes, we should say congratulations. Well done, uh, Gareth. Do you have any special words on that? Oh, um, it's it's brilliant. We're we're very grateful to uh, to be promoted without actually having to uh, you know go through a promotion season. Um, but no, we we're we're really excited to be in the Premiership and uh, hopefully. Hopefully, not too many teams are, are annoyed about that decision. I, I know there's been some uh, consternation in uh, in Scotland about one of the promoted teams there, but uh, you know, if we're if we're not good enough, we won't be in the Premiership for long. So uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Does anybody here want to controversially say they're fuming at Chichester being promoted, <laughs> or we're we all going to be uh, be nice? Nope. No, you can. The Premiership can have them. I will, having gone through all of last season uh, playing the Sharks, and then playing the Sharks again in Aberdeen of all places at Granite City Quake, and then playing them again at Brooklyn Bowl in Chester. I have had oh, and again at Ironman in January in Glasgow. I have had quite enough of the Chichester Sharks. <laughs> yeah, it will, it will be. To the opposite end of the country to play somebody other than the Chichester Sharks, and I still had to play the Chichester Sharks. It, it will be bizarre not playing the Sharks this year, I have to say. But um, yeah, no, c- congratulations, uh, everybody uh, at Chichester. That is a, uh, a good achievement, and we wish you all the best for the for the year going forward. Um, but yes, new structure. So with Gareth now being in the Premiership, he will be looking after our Southwest Premiership coverage. Uh, in the interim as well, he'll also be looking after our South East Premiership coverage. But I believe, Gareth, you're looking for someone to join you. Absolutely. Um, and if anybody is listening to this from one of our South East Premiership teams, Smoke, Button Hookers, Rebels, Spartans or Panthers, and you fancy joining us on the podcast and covering the SEC Premiership, please do get in touch with myself or any one of the other hosts. We'd love to have you on the show. Perfect. And then in terms of the Division 1 bracket, so we have the South East, which will be covered by Home Alone, and the South West, which has myself and Lewis in it. Um, 
which will probably end up meaning that it's it's talked about way too much. So we do apologise in future for that. Um, and we should mention that the Sharks be here in the southeast of Division One as well. So I'm sure Gareth, you'll have a bit of a word there as well. Why not? Perfect. But onwards from that, what we're going to start off the show with is by predicting uh, what we think the divisions will look like. And we're going to start with the Premiership East. So as you said before there, Gareth, we've got the Aylesbury Vale Spartans, the Baker Street Buttonhookers, London Rebels, London Smoke and Victoria Park Panthers. Gareth, do you want to kick us off with your predictors? I know that you've been doing some uh, some sort of maths business with this. I'm I, I'm just so impressed with you, Jay. That you know, so that there's no um, biasness. Those were all in alphabetical order. Just just brilliant and professionally done. Love it. Thank you very much. No worries. Yeah, anytime. Uh, so, are, are you gonna are you gonna force me into my pr- predicting the um, the records as well? Yes, I think so, because none of us have bothered to do any maths, but you did, so I think we should hear your maths. <laughs> okay. Um, my predictions for the SEC Premiership, I have got, somewhat unsurprisingly, the London Smoke winning it with a 12-1 and record. Um, in second, I've got the London Rebels with 8-5. and five. Third, the Button Hookers with 7-6. and six. Fourth, the Spartans with 7-6. and six. And then apologies to any Victoria Park Panthers listening, but maybe it'll get one of you on the show to have some spirited arguments with me in the future. But I have the Panthers going 1-12 and 12 in fifth place. Interesting. So I'm going to put you right on the spot straight away, Gareth. That one game drop to the smoke, who's, who's winning it? Uh, the Hurricanes are winning it. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Good foreshadowing for your Premiership West predictors there. Uh, home alone. Let's go across to you for yours. I too have the London Smoke win the division. I haven't done any maths, so I'm not going to give any of that. Um, but I've got the London Rebels finishing in second, Aylesbury in third, Bait Street, Bait Street Button Hookers in fourth, and then the Victoria Park Panthers, like Gareth, in fifth. Interesting. Slightly different than in the middle. Lewis? Yeah. Similar stories, I think. Um, I, I, the only team in the country that I can see slowing the smoke down might be um, the the Hurricanes. So uh, if I were to do any maths, which I which I haven't, um, I would have them only dropping one game uh, on the season to the Hurricanes. Um, so smoke take the the SE Prem. Um, it'll be interesting what happens in the middle there uh, between the hookers and the rebels, I think is going to be where all the competition lies. Last year, we had the button hookers, um, perhaps uh, probably their most disappointing season, I would have said. There were some really surprising uh, surprising results in that COVID year. And I, I think um, Vince Mackey spent most of the year out in the States, so they were without their, uh, you know, their exceptional quarterback, their GB Gold quarterback. Not sure if he's back um, or what the hookers' outfit looks like uh, this year, but I've got them coming in second because I don't think they're going to put two two bad seasons. And they didn't have a bad season last year, but I think they'll bounce back from some of those surprising uh, results from last year. Uh, Rebels then um, in third place, uh, and then Spartans and Panthers battling out, and I've got Spartans taking um, taking the double over the Panthers for that. Uh, is it fourth place? Yeah, sorry, VPP, bringing up the rear, I'm afraid. Interesting. And not too dissimilarly to me then, Lewis, I've got, as I say, smoke at the top of the division, 
Button Hook is second. I'm putting Spartans third, controversially. I'm really Ooh. sorry, London Rebels uh, team. I'm sure Kenny's uh, unadded me on every single social media as a result. Uh, Rebels in fourth and Victoria Park Panthers in fifth. I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from there, Jay. I mean, I my, my in inverted commas maths, which, by the way, I'm pretty shocked that none of you did any maths, given that I was given a hard time at the start of last season for not predicting. But anyway, <laughs> moving on from that injustice, I had the Rebels 8-5, and five, the Hookers 7-6, and six, and the Spartans 7-6. and six. So I think it's really, really hard to call who's going to get that second place. Yeah, I certainly think the middle of the division is really, really competitive. Um, in terms of the sort of the Vince matchy element of it, I've I've predicted on the basis that everybody's got everybody that I would expect them to have, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I've put Button Hooker second. I, I don't know Spartans. Spartans. Every time I've seen, seen I seem to have played them, they pull out something a little bit special for me. So that's maybe why I'm putting them third. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a very it's very difficult at the moment as we, we don't know a whole lot about what teams we're going to see in this division aside from the London smoke. Um, I mean, the, the button hookers, they went to, uh, they went to champions bowl last year. They came fifth in that the game against the smoke in the season. They lost, I think it was 34, 33. So they're still a very competitive team. Um, the rebels went eight and two, the Spartans went eight and three um, again, don't know a lot about who's gonna who's gonna turn up for the Spartans next year. You you would expect Jeff Bond. Um, I don't know if if Ewan Ullman and Dan Benning are still there, but they're they're fantastic players. And you, you look at those you look at those results from last year and the division that they were all in the SEC last year to go eight and two in that division and eight and three in that division. And the button hookers were were five and two if you don't count the games that they had walkover losses in. Um, it, it's such a competitive division, and they all came away with impressive records. I I don't know how you separate them. I really don't. It will be really interesting to see um, see what happens. I think uh, the rebels. Um, I my 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 sources what they are tell me um tim thomas may not be returning for them at wide receiver which i think everybody else in the division would be very uh grateful if that were the case um but they've still got all those teams have tons of talented players it's going to be a close division again gareth home alone anything to add there not really for me. I've never actually played the majority of the Premiership teams. I only remember playing the Smoke um, many years ago now, but they're just on a different level from all the other teams. So for me, they'll run away with it. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at you look at the Smoke from from last year, eleven and zero in in that division with the Button Hookers, with the Rebels, with the Spartans, with the with the Northants Titans. The Cougars were in that division. Uh, Charlie Williams had 79 touchdowns. Um, Jack Jarrett, who's a player I I don't think I've ever seen him play. I I knew about um, Johnny Kerr and and Roop, but I I had no idea who Jack Jarrett was, and he got 27 receiving touchdowns for them, which is terrifying to think they've added someone else to that team. (laughs) Um, Defensively, you've got players like Henry Williams, who are are just fantastic. It's, It's hard to look past them. 
for that division and it's it's hard to look past them for the for the championship but we'll we'll get on to that later so there's no prizes there gareth uh, my next question was going to be of those four, five teams which one is a defensive coach you're looking forward least to playing um that sounds like it's an obvious answer um no actually uh, my <laughs> i i am under a lot of pressure to to beat the london rebels i know okay. uh, neil neil and calvin as the uh as the two back. most experienced quarterbacks, um, I think I think there's always been a bit of a friendly rivalry there, and uh, I think I, I, I don't think Neil would want to end his career without at least one more win over the London Rebels. So. <laughs> is that is this one more year for Neil? Just he's going to go out on on a, beating the London Rebels, and then he's going to retire after this year. If he if he wins, if he beats the Rebels, <laughs> he's going to retire. If not, we'll see him again next year. Yeah, I think Neil's been telling me he's going to retire for the last yeah. like five, six years, and he just keeps coming back. So, I mean, at least not in my division this year, I guess. He joked will... on the way back from Chester to me that the day the Reading Devils beat him, that's when he's going to retire. So, wow, that's good. You know, happen. they've got they've, they've got a Sharks B this year, so there's a chance. There's a chance. Fantastic. Okay, all right, we'll move on to the Premiership West. Then, in that case, so. The teams that we have are the Cardiff Hurricanes, the Chichester Sharks. I'm just going to call you Chichester Sharks, not going to call you the A-team. Coventry Cougars, Northants Titans Blue and Western Supers. Uh, Gareth, we'll go to you straight away for your predictors. Um, Okay, so I have the Hurricanes winning the division um, with a 12-1 record. Um, I have the somewhat biasedly perhaps the sharks in second with eight and five the titans in third also with eight and five and then i've got the cougars three and ten in fourth and the western supers two and eleven in fifth okay cool i'm going to put you on the spot again gareth which two games are western winning uh, I don't think uh, they're they're beating. Let's see the Panthers, and I think they'll win one of the games against the Cougars. Interesting. Okay, cool. Home alone. What do you think? So I've got Cardiff winning this. Unlike Gareth, I have the Northampton Titans in second. Um, I think they had a few good results last year, so I think they'll build on that. Um, the Chichester Sharks in third, Coventry Cougars fourth, with the Western Supers in last place as well. Brilliant. And Lewis? Yeah, I think similar story. I, I, I've got I've got the Canes going all the way to the grand final. Um, so they'll they'll likely go undefeated, I reckon, uh, in, in that division. Um, and then I've got the Sharks picking up second place. They breezed through this Div 1 uh, rivals last year. Um, and I, I, they've also added the... Uh, to their ranks, Vin Berry, who we all know quite well um, from Reading, uh, which is just that offense is now more stacked than it could have been than I that I thought it could get. Um, so it's just silly. Uh, so Sharks pick up second place, I reckon. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think Sharks and Titans, who I've got in third place, I think Northlands Titans um, might might give the Sharks uh, a good run. Maybe that that could be a, a split. Um, kind of, they, they'll play each other twice. Maybe go one and one. Both will go one and one. We'll see. That'll be that's that's probably the the two games that I'm looking at in that division. Um, that that could make make the division interesting is the Sharks and the Titans. I think both quite evenly matched. Uh, and then yeah, like you guys, 
Cougars, uh, I think, will bring up fourth place, and I think the Supers will struggle this year. Yeah, I'm not too dissimilar in my thinking, Lewis, I have to say. And and I've had the benefit outside of the Western Supers who I've ended up playing more times just because of proximity. I've, I've played every single one of these teams in the off-season at least once. Um, so I'm actually making an educated and informed decision, I think, hopefully, about this division. Uh, likewise, I have the Canes going number one. I think they'll be undefeated. Um, I have Northants Titans coming second. Um, having played them in the off-season, their offense is really, really, really good. Um, and on defense, they've got a really, really sound bunch of players. Uh, I have Sharks coming third. As you say, they've built on built on last year and they've added to their ranks. Um, I just think a little bit of variation in that offense in terms of the scheme may help them push on further. We'll see what Neil has up his sleeve. I'm sure he's got as many tricks as um, I can even fathom. Uh, I have Coventry Cougars in fourth, although I think they'll be a strong team within that division. And then, uh, unfortunately, Weston, I do have you at the bottom purely because... I think the other four teams have more experience going into it. Interesting what you say there about Weston's um, experience going into the Premiership, because of course this is actually Weston's first true uh, true year in the Premiership. Obviously, it was, they were supposed to go up after 2019, and then we had our fallow year and uh, a, a COVID year um, where they, you know, we regionalised everything, and they didn't get to play. I don't think any of the teams they played last year were. Uh, are in the Premiership now, so this will be, uh, I think, a bit of a uh, a real test for them. Sharks would have been would have been the only one, Lewis. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's, they would that's have played true, Sharks. Yeah. They would have um, played Sharks. But yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's it's not that I think the Western Supers are a bad squad. I think they are. They will be competitive in every single game. I just simply think you have teams like, I mean, Canes and Titans. And, well, arguably the Sharks and Cougars as well. None of them stopped over the winter break, whereas I didn't necessarily see any of the Western guys at any tournaments for any sort mm. of, um, you know, like Flagging Ball Z-style squads. Um, no. And nor did I see Western's name mentioned at any of the tournaments that I was close to and or involved in. So it, I just think that the off-season prep for the other four teams might push them over the, the Supers in this case. I, I don't know. Gareth, you know, it's your division to cover. What do you think? Um, well, I think I think from from top to bottom, you, you can sort of, you can divide it into three tiers. I think that the Hurricanes... Um, I think they're beatable. That's why I've got them going 12-1. and 1. I think somebody's going to upset them. Haven't decided who. Hopefully us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, un- undefeated last year, they won their games by an average of 50 points, which is ludicrous. Um, I've had a chat with, with Joe. There's no real roster turnover, so you're still getting Joe and Costas, who are GB Gold. Chris is GB Insider. Is, yeah. uh, is Mr. Keys back? That uh, would be huge. I, I don't know, but I, I he's I, I know he's part of that brain trust there. So they I mean they've played together for years without any sort of big roster turnover. I think they're they're gonna be just as good as mm. they they were. Um I've found it very difficult personally to separate the North Ants Titans and the Sharks. I think that I would probably objectively argue that the Titans resume of, of nine and two last year in that absolutely stacked SEC um, is is arguably more impressive than the Sharks 8-0. They had that big 50-7 statement win over the London Rebels. Um, from what I know, there are three, I don't know what the plural of t- Tibbles is in, uh, <laughs> in the squad. Um, Ollie Holmes's uh, defence was extremely stingy. 
Uh, Callum Bailey looks like a hell of an offensive weapon. Um, they've mentioned a couple of players to me to look out uh, for, including um, Rashad Bailey, who was their, their MVP last year. So it, it's a stacked team. And, you know, uh, I've, I've given the Titans and the Sharks the same record, but uh, I find it very difficult not to, not to back my Sharks. Bit of... Uh, Bit of favouritism there, but I I think we'll we'll get second. We've we've kept the majority of our squad together. Andy Jenkins is the only starter who's who's not going to be seen this year. We've brought in Vin Berry from um, the the Devils, who scored an enormous number of touchdowns last year, uh, and we've got a rookie called George Griffiths who uh, who is a name that people are going to find out about very very quickly. Um, I think I, I felt pretty bad about about giving the Cougars and the Supers um, such low win totals, but just looking at the teams that they're going to be playing this year, particularly all those games against the SEC competition, um, I think that that um, Eaton to Eaton connection is going to be a big weapon for them. Uh, Kieran Eaton also an absolute force on defense, and they went seven and four last year in that SEC, which is a really good record for that team. It's a young team. Um, and I think they will, I think they will upset a couple of the bigger teams. And then Western, I, I don't know what team we're going to see from Western next year. From, from what I've seen on social media, Sam Matthews is now a member of the Leighton Steam. Um, I don't know if Ooh. that is a, a permanent move or if that is just a move for outlaw flag, but they're, they're not exactly geographically close, so if if the if the Western team is without Sam Matthews, I think that that does hamper them quite considerably. They're a very I, good team, but he is he is what makes that offense go. I'd be shocked if that were the case. Um, it's more so because being a part of all the uh, the sort of WhatsApp groups with all the team leaders and things. Um, I've not heard anything from Sam to say, you know, you need you need somebody else in here because I'm no longer with the team. That's the only thing I'm going off of. So my, my guess would be that that was a, an OFL thing. Um, otherwise, Western are not represented at all in any of the WhatsApp group chats. <laughs> ah, well, in, in that case, I might might have edited my results slightly, but I, I don't have the mathematical ability to do that on the fly. I think you're probably doing uh, Matt Keith's disservice on that Western Supers team in terms of their offense. More to it than just giving the ball to Sam, but I know what you mean. He, it would be a, it would be a huge miss for them if they didn't have him. I mean, now now you're just putting words in my mouth. <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm not trying to create controversy. Matt, Matt Keys, I definitely did not say that all Matt Keys. Matt Keys, I think he said you're not very good at football. So I mean, <laughs> there we go. Go prove him wrong. Go, I you think know, go prove him the- wrong. The biggest thing for the Supers, I think, will be... And I fully expect the Supers to be in a lot of games and they could end up in some shootouts. They've got a very explosive offense, um, especially, like, say, if Matt and uh, and Sam are both present. I mean, you t- just take a look at the, the, the first game day of the year last year. Matt, Matt Keyes wasn't present. And it was... Uh, they, their offense wasn't the same as it was for the rest of the year uh, when, when he made the rest of the games. Um, but I think for them, the biggest thing is that, yeah, they've got really explosive offense, um, but their defense might sort of struggle against some of these other really explosive offenses in the division. And I think that's where uh, 
that's where the difference is going to be between the supers. And if they get if they get Jacob Matthews back as well, I know he spent most of last season injured. Uh, I think he tore his ACL um, and was out for the majority of, if not all, the year. Um, and he's kind of like the field general at the back of their sort of three-one uh, single high safety defense. Um, if he's back, that could be huge. But I think that is where their weakness is going to be. They're up, they're up against a lot of very good offenses. Yeah, there are no uh, there are no gimmies in the Premiership, that's for sure. Perfect. Okay, we will move on to Division One then, and we'll start with the East. Uh, so we have the Berkshire Renegades, the Buckinghamshire Wolves, Chichester Sharks B, London Flash, Reading Devils, and Waveney Wolves. Uh, Gareth, I'll come to you first. Sure. I have no maths for Division One, so uh, I won't. Be they weren't there. worth your time, were they, Gareth? You spent all your time trying to disgrace Matt Keys in, uh, in the West. <laughs> that's all he's trying to do. Oh, you're just creating problems where none exist. Um, that's basically what I do. Yeah. Can Lewis do the hosting next? This is your own. This is your own problem you've created by putting me in charge. It's been, it's been twenty minutes, and I want you out. <laughs> Um, so I have got uh, for my predictions. Which one are we doing? Sorry, the S E C. The East. The yeah. East, yeah. Um, so I've got the Devils winning the division, um, followed by the Bucks Wolves. In third, I've got the Chichester Sharks, a second team. Uh, fourth, Berkshire Renegades. Fifth, London Flash, and sixth, Waveney Wolves. Interesting. Interesting. We'll come back to that slightly, Gareth. Home Alone. What do you think? So I'm really excited for this this year. We've got some um, new teams to face um, and then some old friends as well that we'll go up against. Um, but I'm going to be boring and say that the Reading Devils are going to win the division. Um, I too have Bucksfalls in second, but then might be a bit controversial. I've never seen the Flash play, but I've got them coming in third, followed by the Sharks B with Waveney coming in fifth um, and then the Renegades last. Okay, cool. Lewis? This is an interesting division, isn't it? I've, Do we have uninteresting uh, divisions, Lewis? I've I've ummed, I've ummed and over this. This is the one that I probably know the least. Um, these these teams in particular, and, and there's, you've got a couple of new teams. You know, Sharks Beer a new team. What are they going to be like without the direction of? Uh, of, of Neil Henderson under centre without the defensive genius that is Gareth Price running that defence. Um, and I know it'll be, you know, this, probably the same the same sort of game plan and the same scheme, um, but it's different when someone else is pulling the strings. So they're a really interesting team. I'm, I have no idea what to expect from Sharks B team. Um, Flash carry a lot, of, a lot of weight as they come from the same... Uh, the same sort of parent as the as the smoke, um, so you're you're expecting you know uh, a high octane offense and and some athletes, uh, but their results in the past haven't necessarily uh, been been similar. Waveney, brand new team, no idea what to expect from them. They've got a, they've got a very uh, experienced youth program, so whether or not that's you know this this new adult team is that youth team coming of age and and now you know they, they could come into this and they're all really experienced and they've been playing this for years who knows i've no idea what to expect for them uh, and then of course you've got the renegades who started out 
last season as as a bit of the uh, punching bag of the division. Um, you know, none of us expected an awful lot out of them. We all we all predicted them really low scores, one win max. Um, and I mean, I'll put my hands up first and say, hey, they shocked us. Um, beat us in a in a in a thriller in a shootout, uh, and I only I expect them to go from strength to strength and, and build off of that. Last year they they were in some um, some some good games last year, not least uh, against us. Um, so I expect them to have improved. Uh, however, yeah, like I say, I've I've ummed and over this quite a lot, and I've moved things about. Um, but sounds like you're the... still thinking about it, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. Playing <laughs> I haven't, you're sort of I haven't, biding for time. I haven't, I haven't decided on second, third, or fourth place. Um... <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going there. Fifth, <laughs> sixth, seventh. Uh, but I think, I think, yeah, without without a doubt, the Devils should uh, should win this division with some relative ease. Uh, I think the Devils' biggest challenges will come in their uh, in their cross conference games when they play the Southwest. Um, that will be some of the, that will be their tougher games uh, rather than from in the division. I've got I've got Flash in second, and I think it's I think I'm falling I'm I'm, I'm falling for my own sort of. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on London smoke here, you know, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave them there. Um, third place, I've got the Bucks Wolves experienced team. Um, and then I've got Sharks B coming in after that, just because like I say I'm not sure what, what that team's going to be like without uh, Gareth and Neil offensive and defensively pulling the strings on the sideline, steady in the ship, you know. Um, and then I've got the Renegades uh, and Waveney bringing up the rear. That's my final answer, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, okay, Stay sure. Gareth is going to write it there. down, and you will be you will be <laughs> held to this at the end of the year. It is. It's out there on the airwaves. I said it. I can always edit it out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm actually not far away from that, Lewis. So I have uh, I have the Reading Devils going number one. Uh, I do genuinely think that that team's probably a poles apart from the rest in that division. Uh, I have Flash in second. I don't think I'm necessarily drinking the Kool-Aid of the smoke. Uh, I, I genuinely think the Flash are quite a decent outfit. Um, again, it depends who they bring, like everybody in flag. But we played them in a... Or I didn't play them personally because I was on holiday, but the the Kings did play them in a in a charity tournament in the middle of I think it was about November or October sort of time, um, and they were a good team. They put up a good result against us, um, so I I see them as being a, a a good outfit in that in that East Division. Sharks be in the middle, the Neil Henderson effect. Lead I say less. Um, it's still Wolves, in your head. It's still in my head, rent free. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can the Neil Henderson curse travel through teams? Yeah, absolutely can. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Twice. Uh, Bucks Wolves, I have in fourth. Uh, Bucks Wolves, we've known them for a long time through sort of our Reading Connection home alone. I think they're a great team. Um, I know they've, they've put Aaron now at quarterback, so have they lost some of their explosiveness on offense because he's not out there running with the ball? Maybe. Uh, I've got Renegades in, uh, what is that, fifth? Um, I think the Renegades actually came on a lot, a lot last year and will be a good side. I think they'll be competitive. And then Waveney Wolves that isn't in Surrey, that's in the whole of Norwich uh, in last. And I'm completely basing that off of their social media because there's not a single picture of their adults team. So in my head, they don't exist yet. 
<laughs> to be fair to Waveney, um, on their Instagram, they have their youth team finish third for their under-17. So it'd be interesting to see if some of those players are able to step up and what they can bring to the table. Well, that's a good question. And, and, and if you're on the Waveney team and you're, and you're listening to this, please do reach out to us because last year we did have a... Uh, an attempt to go around some of the houses and some of the new teams. So we'd love to have you on and talk to you, I'm sure. Um, but we don't know. I, I, you know. I don't wish to speak for anybody else, but I don't think we know a lot about Waveney. We don't know whether the team's going to be a sort of a dad's team. We don't know whether it's going to be the under-17 stepping up. We don't know if it's just a mix of adults that have been created out of out of people in the community. We, we really don't know a lot. So we would be interested to know more, I yeah, think. Absolutely. Definitely the team that I know the least about uh, in, in all of the Southern region. Be interested they, to have a chat. They do play in orange, though, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's a, it's a you know the the Devils are by far the most established team there. The Bucks Wolves have got a lot of experience as well. I, I'm really interested to see how the Renegades progress. There's a lot of athleticism and a lot of talent on that team, and I think they will improve from what they showed last year. Similarly. I, I've not seen the Flash play, so I've I've really gone off that one and nine record from last year, mm. and uh, I'm sure the influence of the smoke and and the influx of players could make them. I, I mean, we've got them finishing anywhere from fifth to second, so we as a group have no idea what to expect from the Flash. <laughs> Are you suggesting, Gareth, we have no idea? I mean, <laughs> that, that goes without saying, but we'll say God, it anyway. You just love controversy don't you man um no you're absolutely you are absolutely right we, we we have genuinely no idea about the flash but i think the benefit in my head the benefit of that team playing with the smoke both in training and i'm sure some of those members would have gone and played with their 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 a team as it were in tournaments across the across the winter period helps them massively um i only think they get better as they play that the real mystery to me in that middle is sharks b and, and i'm hoping gareth you're going to tell us more about them sure um, so the Sharks B is going to be, it's, it's going to have a core of maybe about five players. Um, we, we're very fortunate to have a, a quarterback join us from the States, uh, Josh Rosales. Oh, well, that changes everything. Hang on a minute. I need <laughs> to write things down. <laughs> no, as you've said it, you can't backtrack. That's it. So Josh rocked up just over a year ago and he, he has a, a Justin Thomas arm. A, wow. uh, a length of the field howitzer. Um, Gonna miss you, Justin. And uh, <laughs> he he has been been learning at the knee of Neil Henderson for the last <laughs> year, and that has really um, you know improved his his short game. And uh, he's a really <laughs> smart guy, so he's he's sort of um, he's making up his own plays now, which uh, which are uh, a, a challenge for me to uh, to face on defence. Um, and then we've got we've got some players with some football experience who are going to make up that core. Um, Scott McCaig is a former Glasgow Tiger. Um, we've got a guy, another American actually, called Sean O'Donnell, who had he joined us um, maybe last year, uh, well, maybe at the beginning of last year, we'd be thinking about him for the uh, the Premiership defense. He's just got that natural ball hawking ability. Um, We've got a few players, uh, Owen Little, who's uh, who's got some great agility, and then around that core, you're going to see um, hopefully some some more familiar names. We we hope that Pete Steele will make his return um, as part of that team uh, at some point in the season. 
um, and perhaps other sharks such as uh, such as Luke Nass, who uh, who's been a big part of the sharks for many years. So it's going to be a, a combination of a, a core group who nobody's really seen, along with some some old faces. Interesting, interesting. And and correct me if I'm wrong, and Lewis, you'll know more about this than I will. But presumably, there is an opportunity for the the B team to have players step up into the A team if they need to. Is that is that correct? Yeah, for the for the Sharks with the the first first year of your of your expansion, I think you get two years um, to wander, so you can wander up and down um, once, uh, um, and then the second time would have to be a transfer, um, which is an interesting point for the for the I was going to bring up for the Flash actually, who are now past their wandering rule uh, applicability, so they are uh, not allowed to wander anymore. They Flash have existed for two years or more. Um, so we'll see how that uh, affects things. I know that um, both Flash and Smoke went to Iron Man. Well, most of them did. They had a couple of players um, who were absent due to the storm. Um, but, you know, Flash made it into the plate fi- uh, semi final, um, but uh, unfortunately had to give away all their players to their Smoke team um, in that to play in the grand final but by the by yeah so um yeah you'll you'll be able to have players wander once per season and who doesn't love a wonder <laughs> anyway we'll move on to i the... swear to god if gareth shorty will or neil wanders down to the shark <laughs> on the cross conference day that i <laughs> and, and I have no idea what the fixtures are, so I'm, I'm speaking completely out of my ass here. But I assume I'm playing, I'm playing Sharks B with Reading, and I'm assume that Neil Henderson will turn up for that game. Um, <laughs> well, so. based on the rules that um, Lewis has just imposed, we shall only demote Will Quigley and Vin Berry to the B team. Well, yeah, seems <laughs> reasonable. Seems reasonable, Gareth. Yeah, that, that's completely. That's that's what the rule was intended to do. I think. <laughs> So I can confirm week four in Canesham, um, Sharks B will be present, but uh, but Reading are not. So Reading um, will be in Salisbury that day. Ah, the the, the the dream two loss for me day will uh, will not will not happen yet. Then <laughs> have to wait another year at least. One more. Year. Maybe we'll just do a friendly just so I can just truly experience it. Yeah. Anyway, Division 1 West then. So, in this division, we have the Cardiff Bay Coyotes, the Exeter Falcons, Gwent Gators, Canesham Kings, Salisbury City Marauders, Solent Redstorm, and Swansea Hammerheads. By far our biggest division yet uh, by one team. And I would probably say by far our tightest division for the top. Um, I reckon we're going to get a, a smattering of different predictions here. But Gareth, I'm coming to you first. I, I definitely agree. I had a I had a clear first in all the other divisions, and this one much harder to call. Um, I can see three or potentially even four teams, given the right circumstances, vying for that top spot. But I have gone with first place Swansea Hammerheads. Ooh, interesting. Bold predictions are not supposed to come till later, Darren. <laughs> um, and I have got now this. This is this is the moment where Home Alone. This is the moment Home Alone and I have been dreading. The one with two fellow hosts in. Yeah, it's like my favourite now. My second place is going to the Exeter Falcons, and then I've got the Kings in third. Uh, in fourth, I've got the Gwent Gators. Fifth, the Salisbury City Marauders. 
sixth, uh, Cardiff Bay Coyotes, and um, bringing up the rear, the Solent Red Storm. Well, I mean, Gareth, you, you know, we're just not friends anymore. Yeah, uh, figured. I'll, I'll, I'll go and join Matt Keith. <laughs> anyway, uh, home alone, what do you think? Yeah, I like Gareth. think that any one of four teams can win this. Um, for me, it's the closest division, I think, at least in the South there is. So I think it'll be really enter- entertaining to see how it plays out. Um, so I have Canesham winning that division. Um, I think it's going to be very close with Exeter in that, but I, I think Canesham would just about um, pip them there. Just um, So yeah, Exeter in second. I've then got Swansea in third, but again, like Gareth has predicted them to win, I could see them easily being um, a big factor in the race for the title there. And then I think Gwent are quite dark, dark horses there. Obviously they had quite a few squads last year, so it'd be interesting to see who they've retained from that and how they're able to step up into the one team now. Um, and then after that, I have Salisbury, Cardiff Bay and Solent. Um, but I haven't ever played any of those teams, so I can't really comment too much on them. Okay. And Lewis, what are you, what are you saying? So I've, I've got this as a realistically a three horse race rather than a four horse race, but uh, I think there is, there's two tiers to it. Um, so I think top spot will will be between Falcons and Kings. Um, so I've obviously got uh, Falcons winning it. Um, but my boys, um, and, uh, you know, we are we are all in this year. It is all, you know, last year we split teams and, and we split it funny ways. Um, this year is, uh, is the focus is on winning a division and uh, getting that premiership promotion. We are all in this year. Um, but I think, you know, got to play the Kings twice. That's going to be tough. Um, and I think it could it could come down to you know how how we fare um, in in those cross division games as well. I think those are going to be really important in uh, in splitting those two teams. So Kings coming up in second place. I think nipping at our heels, but just behind. Um, and again, I've undenied over which way round these two go. Um, I've got Gators coming in third, and then Hammerheads. And I think that. I'm not settled on that. The Hammerheads are very strong. Um, I just think that, I mean, we've obviously just seen the Gators play in uh, in Southwest Series. Um, I'm not convinced that that they really put out their product. And I know they have a lot of players um, who do other things over the winter and they, they tend to struggle for attendance at training and certain things um, over the winter. But when it comes to the summer league, suddenly their ranks swell. Um, and I think that'll be the difference. If they can if they can convince some of those Merthyr Tidville boys from the Trojans to, to come back uh, and rejoin Baffer under their banner, uh, then that could certainly help them out. Um, but yeah, again, in the same way that the Falcons and the Kings, I think are going to be really tight and could potentially split their series i think gators and hammerheads uh could split their split their um their two games as well um and then bringing up the bottom three again uh coyotes and marauders i think are quite evenly matched um i don't again i don't think the coyotes showed us what they're fully capable of in the southwest series i don't think we saw matthew tynan um, until who's the starting quarterback 
um, until the very last game that they hosted, I think. Um, and and then and suddenly they won both the games on that game day once they had their QB one. Who who'd have thought it? Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I think I believe the Marauders beat the Coyotes in the Southwest series, um, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they fare with with a full sense strength squad if they if they do indeed bring everyone, including Tynan. Um, Coyotes have only only gone from strength to strength. Uh, since since their inception, they've gotten better and better. It was, I was happy for them to for them to finally get their uh, lossless their first lossless game day, uh, where they won all their games. And then, yeah, sorry, Red Storm, bringing up the rear, unfortunately. Interesting, Lewis. Interesting. So I like you have the Falcons uh, in first place. Uh, oh, thank you. I I I sniggered. And I laughed when, at the end of last year, you said the Falcons will go undefeated. I then sniggered and laughed uh, during the SWC after, you know, just watching various results coming in, thinking that's never going to happen. And then I got the benefit of playing essentially what was Falcons one on that final SWS, uh, South, yeah, SWS series yeah. Uh, day, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm bought in. I think the Falcons are a good squad for this year. I genuinely think you've you've built in a very smart and clever way, putting splitting your squads over those two sort of um, foul years, as, as you want to put it. And uh, yeah, I think the squad that you're bringing across now, if you can get everybody to those game days, uh, I, I genuinely think it's the strongest squad going into the into the division. Um, and of course, it's led by you, Lewis. So therefore, you know, should be reliable. And I believe, believe Jay's moved up north now, hasn't he? So there shouldn't be any yeah, sort of quarterback changing or anything like that. That's going to be the biggest hurt for us, I think. Um, Jay is a is a phenomenal athlete and he's a great defender. He's got really good instincts. So I'm gutted to to be losing him. He's gone up to Manchester. I don't believe he's made a decision yet on uh, on where he's going to play. But I know <laughs> my phone has been blowing up ever since we posted that with people going, "Oh, where's where's he going? Will he come play for us?" And I think he's been getting messages as well. Uh, so he's a, a hotly sought after player up in the Manchester area. It's a bit of a yeah. hot bed up in Manchester, isn't it? There must be about mm. four teams there now, maybe more. I think, I think he's he's whittled it down to the Titans, the Crows, and the Scorpions. Those I'm are most to... of the teams. I was in the that's most of the teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to push him towards um, towards Salford because one of our old Reading boys, uh, Jacob Field, plays up there. So um, hopefully he makes the right decision and plays in pink. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I um, on the other hand, am trying to push him towards the Titans and and learn under the tutelage of Alan Mead and well, that, yeah. uh, that that GB uh, coaching setup they've got there. Yeah, absolutely. For his development wise, it would be it would be brilliant for him to go and play for Titans. Anyway, I'm moving down my list. I need to stop talking about the Falcons. I've had enough Falcons content. I've been nice. I need to move on. Yeah, you can present again. What's this all about? Ah, well, look, uh, you know, you I'm not, I'm not controversial like Gareth. I'm not controversial. You, you two need to get a room. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the least least debated division possible, obviously. Um, I think Swansea will come second. Uh Really strong squad, really well coached. That group's been together now for a number of years. Uh, and I think they did a really, really good job over the winter period of solidifying down their best players. I think they're, they're a, a, a far um, far better put-together group than what I have in third, which I think will be Gwent. As you say, I think Gwent lose some of their players 
depending on what games are going on and what um, other sports are going on, because I know there's a bit of rugby that goes on there as well. Um, but again, one of the biggest squads, and with it, with it, it's like 18 games this year. I think that's going to play into it a lot. Um, I then have Kings in fourth. You know, we've we've done a good job at Kings of building off the fundamentals of our first year. Um, but again, it's it's a compact top end for this division and. I just think that the other squads are larger and have more time together. Um, so that'll, that'll come across um, in that top four. I then have Cardiff in uh, fifth. I think Cardiff with, as you say, their QB1 are a very, very good outfit. And I think actually if he turned up to a lot more of those SWS games, mm-hmm. we'd be talking about them in, in, not in our top four, but in our top five. So um, this is... This is the thing with Cardiff, and, and I, I actually know Matthew Tynan quite well. I went to school with him, um, and my only concern in that respect is that I'm not sure how interested he is in doing a lot of the travelling. It's, it's, it's no coincidence that Tynan turns up, the only game day that he turns up to is the one that is hosted by Cardiff. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that plays well, out in the course of consider the year. Yourself, but... I, consider yourself called out, Tynan. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyne and I'll be getting in contact with you just to find out what Lewis really was like at school come back for that 30 for 30 uh, after that I have Salisbury um, really good team to play over the winter in the Southwest Series good, good bunch of guys uh, and girls I think they've got a couple of uh, female players uh, scheme wise I think they probably need to develop a little bit but in terms of the actual players they've got um, and some of the uh, ability they have I think they'll they'll be solid enough in their penultimate place and then sorry Solon Solon, you know I love you to death but I do think you'll bring up the rear but I think you'll be far far stronger um, than possibly people think based off some of the some of the historic results because I know over the course of the winter you got significantly better Um, but I do have you as my bottom placed team Uh, I'll open the floor up now comments and concerns with what I've just said I like I like your take on on Solent and yeah I've got a lot of time for Solent they are a great bunch um, and I, I really hope that they were able to take something from the Southwest series that's exactly what it was all about um, was get these guys these new teams these inexperienced teams um, some, some valuable game time and yeah they they played some you know tough games against you know the Hammerheads and the Falcons and the Kings. But they also played sort of teams that are more on their level, like um, the Coyotes gave them a good game. Plymouth University Bolts um, definitely gave them a a close run game. I can't remember what the result was, but it's good for, I think it it was good for them to play some teams that were, you know, of a similar calibre. And hopefully they took some out of it and were able to build off of it. And we see a much more improved Red Storm team. Yeah, I think I ref that Plymouth. Solent game actually thinking about it because I think that was in um, in Canesham and it was it was a good game I think Plymouth probably had the better end of it um, but as you say Solent definitely got better over the course of the winter uh, Gareth Home Alone you, you guys probably had the experience of playing some of these teams more recently as well so any thoughts to add to that? I'd say it's always interesting to see how new teams develop over the course of the year obviously when they play at the very start against experienced teams it often does end up very one-sided but you see the results as it gets more towards the end of the season they do bring it closer so for both of these divisions in the division one it's going to be really interesting to see how the new teams do play and then if they can cause an upset against one of the teams going for the division at the end yeah absolutely those 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 sort of final week games are crucial i would say my 
my wild card in this division is is the Marauders. I think I think they're going to beat somebody this year that we don't expect them to beat. Um, and I think they they they're the team that's got the potential to throw this whole division into disarray. Um, we've been Chichester Sharks have played them on on multiple occasions, um, helping them with their affiliation games, and we've seen a number of different players. And each time they've had uh, what I would consider to be a star player, but at no point have I seen a team with let's say, all, all three of those stars playing at once. Mm-hmm. And if if that happens, they're going to take some scalps. Um, the one who's Im- impressed me most most is a, is a guy called Harrison Cooper, who I know is, who I know is playing kitted football here for the, the University of Portsmouth. And, and he might be one of the best jump ball receivers I've seen in flag football. Um, he will be a defensive nightmare if he is a regular turning up for the Marauders. Um, and they've also had a couple of, of very agile guys. But again, it's, it's going to be a case of them if they can get those three or four players out at the same time. And if they do, they're going to they're cause an upset on a game day. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, again, we, we can say this about most of the divisions, in fact, I don't think there's a bad team in that division, put it like that. I think it will be competitive the whole way through, and I think every game is up for grabs, um, which is what we want, really. You know, we want that for flag football, especially with a, a promotion year actually being uh, on offer this year, um, as long as you're not called the Sharks and you just go up anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, was that, was that controversial? Sorry, Scotland. Anyway... Let's move on. So, national championship predictors. Uh, what have we got, guys? Just shout names out. Hurricanes. It's Hurricanes. I, Gareth? They, they, they cannot be slowed. Um, I'm, I'm also going to be a bit of a, a homer as an ex-Hurricane and, uh, and go with the Hurricanes. And until, until somebody beats them, I can't look past them. Yeah, fair enough. Home alone? I'll be a bit different. I put the smoke down. Fair enough. I'm also going Canes as well because Canes are ridiculous. Um, come come I... back to me on the 11th of June uh, or the 12th of June after the Hurricanes have played the smoke and we'll see. My, my one concern with the Hurricanes, and it is, I, I, I racked my brains to, to come up with any sort of negative to justify giving them, them one defeat in the, uh, in the regular season. And my one concern for the Hurricanes is how... How much? How many quality teams have they played in the last two years? You look at the smoke. They've had the SEC division. They've been to Champions Bowl. They've been to all number of domestic tournaments and played and beaten really good teams. The Hurricanes and there there are some decent teams in Wales, but I mean, it was a season last year where you know Gwent split their squad. Um, Trojans were were almost a pickup team, a very good pickup team, and and Cardiff won every game by fifty points. I mean, you wonder now how that's going to transfer to playing teams that they're not going to beat by fifty points. So there you go, Cardiff. Uh, Gareth thinks you're crap. So moving on to yes. Division yes, he's One. He's predicted them to win. Oh, get, get I, I, think, I, think, I think they're a very good outfit, but you're the one that's saying they're not, they're not going to win. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Division One national predictor. Who have we got? Don't all jump at once, guys. 
I'll make another Homer pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Reading Devils. I think I have to support them. Um, I think we've been able to recruit pretty well over the winter. We've been continually training while we haven't been able to make any tournaments as such. We've consistently been going, and I think it's really showing in training. Um, I'd say all of our senior players are very much up to speed already, um, and we've got new players coming in as well from various different backgrounds. So I think we'll have the depth to go all the way this year. I, I too am going Reading Devils uh, simply because uh, I think they'll win the sort of South and I don't know any other Division 1 teams uh, with confidence that will beat them. So, therefore, well, Devils. I do, Jay. Okay, brilliant. That, you can enlighten me. Fantastic. I, I do think if these two teams play, it's going to be an excellent game. Um, but I, my guess, my guess for uh, Division 1 national champion is the Edinburgh Outlaws. Oh, okay. Okay. I've played them at yes. the Granite City Quake and I've seen their results from recent tournaments. They are playing extremely well. They've got some great receivers. They have a very classy quarterback. I think they're going to be very difficult to beat. I think they're going to finish at the top of that Scottish Division 1 without much difficulty. Um, and then I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was them against the Devils in the final, but Edinburgh are a very good outfit this year. I, I tell a lie, I do have some teams to drop, and I, but I don't actually know if they're in Division 1 or the Premiership, so please tell me if I'm being stupid. Uh, the, the outfits I like are the Nottingham Bears. I think Nottingham Bears are always a very good side. And I do think the Sol, uh, it's Salford Scorpions, based on some of their pre-season results, might be handy as well. Um, I know nothing of Scotland, so I can't comment up there. So I, I'm like Gareth... Uh, was at the Quake as well, and Edinburgh Outlaws were very impressive. Uh, saw them at um, Flagging Ironman as well, and I can't remember the, the quarterback surname. I think it's Mads is his first name. Genuinely, haven't seen a prettier release from any quarterback in flag football, and I've been playing this game a long time. That guy makes throwing a football an art form, um, and and he's another. Uh, GB Silver's product, um, uh, as Alan Young uh, told me, I'm I, talking about it um, at the uh, Flag and Iron Man. He's been, you know, invited to GB Silver's camps, and they're working on him. And uh, he's, yeah, very impressive out, out, um, outfit, the Edinburgh Outlaws. And I would not be surprised uh, if they were in in the final of it all. Um, but I think who they play in the final, I think, I think will be a Southern team. Um, and I think it will come down to, I'm not sure how the sort of seedings are going to work and who faces who and what not, but I think that other team playing Edinburgh will either be the Falcons or the Devils. I think those, that's probably the, uh, you know, the, the game that we've got circled. We came close last year when we were split, um, um, and we felt like we, we could have done better uh, in that final game of the year. Um, and now that we're sort of, you know, put all the Power Rangers together and made a Megazord, uh, hopefully that will help us overcome the Devils. Just out of interest, when is that game? Uh, I can tell you in just a second. The um, Exeter Megazords versus the <laughs> Devils. I've got it here for the seventh or 8th of May, because that's our we're hosting that day. So am I there for that one? I, I think home. I am. 
Yeah, yeah. So X-Term came from Devils game day. No, so I'm going to ref it as well. Even better. Oh, and it's, it's the first game. It's the first game on the day as well. Yeah, Reading Devils versus Exeter Falcons. Ref by Waveney Wolves and Canesham Kings. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. I definitely will be refing that one then because that could be quite fun. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think re- returning to Division One uh, champions, I, I believe uh, GB Gold Jamie Archibald is also an Edinburgh outlaw. Oh, right. Okay. So it's 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 a good team they've got there, um, yeah. And I think I think while we're on the subject of Scotland, we we kind of glossed over uh, the the Premiership um, by saying you know smoke and hurricanes two horse race. What do we think of the Glasgow Hornets? Twelve and zero last season, just one flagging Ironman. Could they be a contender? Well, I, I've a, a been reliably informed. Team. I've been reliably informed by yourself, Gareth. They've got quite a good team, but apart from that, I know nothing else. <laughs> They're a semi-final team for sure, and and wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they topped out that Highlands Premiership um, division. I think it's it's probably between them and the Oil Cats. Um, Kings might give them a run for their money, as as we talked about in uh, in in the the pre-show chat. I I'm going to throw some love out to to Brandon Lamb, who I think is an absolute ridiculous athlete. And he played for us at the Quake as well, and it was the majority of our offense. Love you, Brandon. <laughs> Is that Dunfermline Kings? I assume. Yeah, yeah, Dunfermline Kings. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I mean, the Broncos, like this, this division is stacked because that, that Broncos team is ridiculous as well, and they won the Quake. Um, and just there's just talent all across that entire uh, that entire division there's you know a good 3 4 teams out of the 6 that are very very strong and could each of which could be in that national championship semi final but in reality lads no one cares about scotland so it's this is a southern <laughs> no one, podcast no one listening to this podcast anyway <laughs> no one no one cares because it's a southern division podcast and we're we're saying it's the hurricanes and the smoke and no one else exists <laughs> <laughs> does like does, that, does the country go further than like the M25? I'm pretty sure that you know we've we've gotten rid of Cheltenham, so it doesn't really get much more north than now what like Gloucester or something. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it for as far as I'm concerned. Now, I mean, you're absolutely right, Lewis. There's a lot of good teams outside of the south that we should consider, but um, yeah, I'm going to stake my claim next to the Hurricanes because I just don't see a way they get beat. There's a lot of there's a lot of receiver depth in Cardiff now. It's it's. It's one of those games flag football, isn't it? Because it's five aside. Kind of, kind of compare it more to basketball than actual football. It's when you've got two or three stars, you you become a a dream team, and then you you lose those stars, and suddenly you can be quite average. But Cardiff, if they if a couple of receivers go down, they've got a, a couple of very very good players waiting in the wings. Dylan Bodich. Bodich. Yeah. Sorry. And I, I, I believe him and Reese Jackson. I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe they were both put in the uh, the Welsh Division Team of the Year. Um, but the official no, one. I, I I don't know how official it was. It might wow. have been as official as our SWC. Pretty official team. then. Pretty official. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you look at you look at the team they had when they won the national championship. The receivers were Costas, Chris, Nick Keys. And uh, uh, Hickey, and then you've got Dylan and Reese. You've got Chad, who's played, or, or Jonathan, to give him his real name. No, it's uh, Chad. But... <laughs> Definitely Chad. <laughs> I mean, 
he he he's a menace when he plays receiver, but he doesn't get to that often. <laughs> Um, so they've got plenty of depth at receiver, and I expect we'll see a wide variety of targets Joe throwing to this year. What what really throws me, and I hope I'm not giving too much away, but what really throws me is the number of times they'll drop back into 2QB to the point where I've even seen Dylan doing 2QB now. It just seems like anybody can drop back and anybody can do anything on that team, um, which is why I think they're so invincible. So but really it... interestingly, there's uh, a... There's a, there's a Facebook group called uh, Five on Five Flag Plays and Drills, something to that effect. And I think over the summer uh, or in 2020, over the pandemic, um, Joe did a like a, a clinic, um, an offensive clinic online, which is a really interesting listen if you've got an hour to spare. It's really, really good watch. Um, and he talks a lot about the use of multiple quarterbacks and how he incorporates that into his game plan. Really good listen, and I recommend it. Interesting. Well, one to go and uh, one for our listeners to go and listen to after you've listened to the most recent First and Fifteen podcast. Uh, brilliant. And then, lastly, fellas, let's do our bold predictions for the year. Um, oh. I know we, I know Gareth likes a bit of controversy, um, as he's already sort of fluttered with. So I'm sure he'll be uh, raring to go and, and 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 ready to throw someone under the bus here. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've I've been trying to come up with something a little bit more controversial than what I originally had. So I'm, I'm going to be a bit more specific than my original prediction. Um, I am going to say that only one team in the whole of Britain comes out of the regular season undefeated. And it's the Glasgow Hornets. And they will not win the national championship. So we will not have mm. an undefeated national champion was my broad prediction. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I'm alone. Yeah, so mine's kind of bold, but could also happen as well. Um, so I predict that the Division One Southwest will be decided by the final set of games on the final day. Ooh, what have we got? What's the final set of games on the final so, day? The ones I so... looked at mostly, so Exeter and Keynesian play, and then you both play at the same time. So I think that that final games where you're playing separate teams will decide it. Oh, so yeah, you've got uh, Canesham and Exeter will play the second game of the day in Gwent, and then the last but one game, Canesham are playing Swansea, and Exeter are playing Solent. So uh, maybe one team having a slightly easier finish to the day than the other. I'll let you decide which way around it is. Very good, Lewis. Have you got a bold prediction, or do you need more time? Um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how bold it is. Uh, are we keeping them? Are we keeping our, our predictions within uh, the, the division that we're? No, we're not, because Gareth's gone to Scotland. I've, I've got another one. If if Lewis needs more time, go on, go on, Gareth. The the Premiership National Championship game will not be Hurricane Smoke. Well, because you think it will be the Hornets. I'm 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 not saying who it's going to be. It's just not okay. going to be Hurricanes be smoke. Okay, okay. Well, because it'll be smoke versus Hurricanes or something like that. No, know. no. <laughs> one of one of those teams will not be in the final. Interesting. Keta, Keta, let us know which one it is going to be. No. That okay. Was, that's as far as I'm going with that prediction. It's not. It's not very bold. Not very bold. All right. Uh, neither, neither is my prediction, to be honest. Uh, my, my bold prediction was someone we've never heard of 
will win one of our end of season awards. So Lewis, so you've only got to do better than that. <laughs> so you're 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 thinking another another Exeter Falcons Jake is going. Yeah, to I I just assumed down in Exeter they just breed safeties, you know, because they've got Ed <laughs> and then they had Jake and then, and Jay's a pretty good safety as well when he's when he's decided to live down there. So I just assume they're just going to make another one up. Given that I haven't heard of half of the players in the SEC Prem, I'd say that's a fairly definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I probably should clarify, none of us will have heard of it, you know, because Lewis knows everybody, so none of us will have heard of it. There'll be a complete rookie. That was kind of what I was going at. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn between a couple of, a couple of predictions, that not, none of which I think are particularly that bold. Um. So I, I don't know. I was thinking nobody, nobody in the, any of the southern uh, divisions will go winless. Uh, not sure how how bold that is. Uh, everyone will win at least one game. Uh, oh, I'm not sure how bold this one is either. That um, the northern premiership will not be represented in the semi final of the national championship. Uh, is that bold? Yeah. See, I don't know. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. I could buy that though. I, I don't know. Is that bold? Does everybody else think that's bold? I don't know. I think this whole section has been rather tepid. <laughs> <laughs> we must. Okay. We must do better. So, what, our next show is uh, is a, a, the the game day one predictions. Right. That's going to be pretty bold. I think that's, that'll be that'll be bold. You want some bold predictions? Tune into that show. <laughs> And uh, obviously, we'll have a Chichester challenge returning, whether it's taken up by the B team oh, or the A team. We'll, yes, uh, we'll, my we'll favourite segment. <laughs> my favourite segment. Can we get two predictions, considering there's two Sharks teams then? Uh, no, because I know the A team are going to completely ignore me this year. <laughs> <laughs> Chichester yeah. challenge, beat the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, go, do it. That's, that's enough. That's impressive enough. Yeah, that is your season's challenge there, Gareth. There Pretty much. Fantastic. Well, if that is everything, fellas, uh, we'll wrap it up there. But uh, I'm sure we'll join our audience soon for our game week one predictions. Uh, but until now, I've been Jay Ballamy, joined by Lewis Phillips, Gareth Price and Home Alone. And we'll catch you next time. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.